Hello and welcome, Almost 30 Podcast. What's up, everyone? How you doing? How are y'all? It's your girls, Linz and Krista. We're so grateful you're here and that you found us. If you're just joining the podcast, every once in a while, we share this in case you're new. But Krista and I just have really real, honest conversations, hopefully to help you feel less alone and just support you in your evolution. We're all evolving. We're all evolving. (laughs) I, I'm not. I'm devolving, personally. <laughs> uh, we started on our closet floors, truly, mm-hmm. madly, deeply. Never thought this was going to be anything, and here we are. So yeah. thank you so much for being a part of our growth and our community's growth, and for being here. We're so very grateful. Yeah, it means it means the world to us. If you have that thing that you're starting, and you're like, oh my God, yeah, I'm starting on my closet floor, or I'm starting in my kitchen, or whatever, it's absolutely possible. Yes. And I think as the world changes, as we've kind of seen in real time, you know, you can really do anything from wherever you are. I think this like idea of being virtual is really interesting. So, you know, have fun with it. Yeah. You're going to be virtual. Yeah, be virtual. <laughs> like you're moving off, like, I, I'm moving actually, off the island. <laughs> I'm, I'm, be, I'm becoming a virtual being. <laughs> I'm imagine? actually trading my soul to become a robot. <laughs> Actually, I'm sorry, it's going to become a comic book series. <laughs> We're actually only experienced in virtual reality. <laughs> hey, that's actually a good idea. Cool. Justin does his meetings sometimes in virtual reality. They have those oh. like headsets. So like they'll be doing the meeting and they can be characters. So he'll be like a frog man and his like business partners will be whatever. I'm sorry. I know. What? I know. <laughs> honestly, honestly. <laughs> oh my God. And then any- I'm like, wow, you're turning me on, babe. <laughs> Are you Tell me more about the frogman that you are in your virtual reality game. Are they getting anything done in the meeting? I don't even know. I don't even know. Dude, I mean, that's like that's the Zoom background thing. I feel like we, we've we talked about this, but totally. the Zoom background thing, people are... They come ridiculous. On, they come on so serious and like their background is like land before time. Like the monster. <laughs> you're just like, wait a second. Lindsay and I have done, we did a thing where we had to have a virtual background. Oh. And it gets so Fuckery. tight. It like lasso so tight to your head. <laughs> it took we looked, it just up for whole ears. And I, I just, I had to put my hair down. So I had something. I looked like I an couldn't, idiot. Couldn't believe it took off my ears. And then we started our team call with it on. They were like, whoa. <laughs> whoa, your virtual background ain't it. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Who knew that we'd be in a world now where virtual backgrounds are like a thing of our life. Yeah. Well, it's because we always, it's like, yeah, actually, I have to reflect on that more. Never mind. Come back to me. Yeah, I will. I'll make <laughs> I'm sure. like, let me tell you why we're doing virtual backgrounds. Honestly. Let me tell you the psychology behind it. Let me that. tell you about the art, or the artistic <laughs> side of virtual backgrounds. Oh, man. It's been a wild time. Yeah. We're in the thick of everything, in the thick of quarantine and everything going on in the world right along with you. And we just hope that our episodes just provide a little bit of light and inspiration in the day. So uh, yeah. this one will hopefully serve that, especially for those of you out there who, you know, wanting to create your own business or, you know, are starting something new. Just thought it was a really interesting conversation with the founders of Freddie. And this is a part of a new series that we're doing. Yeah, I'm really excited. So you guys know we talk about spirituality, wellness, all these different things. And we also talk about entrepreneurship because Lindsay and I are entrepreneurs ourselves, (laughs) which is like a weird thing to say, but it's true. And we really love through entrepreneurial conversations that it helps people create new realities for themselves. So it's like, pulling back the curtains of what we see as a very successful business and figuring out like, how did they make it happen? 
we've always been really inspired by other entrepreneurs and knowing that people can create a life that they love through entrepreneurship or even, you know, other ways has been super inspiring to me. So in this conversation, it's really exciting. We have the founders of Freddie and their brother and sister. So it's not only like an amazing brand that we're really excited to work with, but we have a brother and sister duo, Mitch Chelsea. and Chelsea. Chelsea and Mitch. Mitch yes. and Chelsea. Mitch and Chelsea. <laughs> um, that created this together. So if anyone wants inspiration to do something with your family or friends, or just like to create a life you love, especially after Mitch left uh, finance, mm-hmm. this one is for you. Yeah, I thought that was like something that stood out to me because I, I feel like I talked to a lot of friends who are like, oh my God, I can't do this anymore, yeah. whether it's in finance or another industry. But he really hit his breaking point and kind of like like really rubbed up against that edge that made him make that big change. And so, you know, having a sister who had experience building brands and uh, launching businesses and products, it was just such a a cool fit. So this is a really honest, kind of fun conversation too, because like the sibling sibling banter is always, always fun. But oh, this yeah. this brand is really incredible. Freddie is a nootropics brand. So um, it's really great for focus. The ingredients are of the highest quality and was really inspired by their experience in wanting to have a supplement that would help them to, you know, go throughout their day, like show up for their work and do so in a way that was natural and good for their bodies. Yeah, I love it. I take it just every morning to just help keep me sharp because I Mm -hmm. felt super foggy over the past, you know, couple months since we've been home and routines are different and all these things. So it's a really natural way for me to just like stay present and sharp. And especially we're talking all the time to try and be clear Mm -hmm. and direct. Yeah, it has uh, green coffee bean, L-theanine, ashwagandha, lion's mane, bacopa leaf, among other natural ingredients. So... If you'd like to give it a try, of course, we have a code, almost 30. We got you as always. But yeah, this series is really exciting. It's it's one that we've been looking forward to sharing with you because we just know that, you know, the journey of an op- entrepreneur, by the way, is like, is you're going to learn a lot about yourself. (laughs) So whether you're starting a company or just starting something new, I think this episode can be really, really valuable for you. So enjoy this one. Thank you for listening. As always, at Almost 30, we we got you. We have our shop for you filled with whether it's Almost 30 apparel that will inspire you and your wardrobe. It's eco-friendly, sustainable, designed by Danny of Daisy LA super proud. Um, And then we also have our digital workshops, courses, and uh, downloadables to support you in your evolution. So everything from, you know, human design to trusting your intuition to aliens, uh, to plant medicine, to our affirmations downloadable to, I mean... So many. Keep going. Yes. It's a lot. It's good. Shopalmost30.com for all those things. We're excited to support you. And then also too, so if you're interested in starting a podcast or or monetizing a podcast or growing a podcast, we've got you at yourpodcastpro.com. We have self-service courses there. And then we also have an exciting accelerator that we're going to be launching soon. So stay tuned for more information. We're going to be taking through a small group of people to help them really, really grow and learn how to monetize and make it a business. Yeah. So wearefreddy.com for more information on the amazing nootropic that we take every single day. Freddie, almost 30 for the code. Get you some and tell us how you love it. Yeah. We love you guys. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you on the other side. Yeah. We'll see you soon.
a lot of people are kind of waking up to a part of themselves that are like just innate, like natural entrepreneurs, whether that is starting a business or maybe just starting something new. So I'm excited to dig in about your journey, your company, uh, the highs and lows, and just make this really, really valuable for people out there tuning into the series. I'd love to talk about, you know, how you guys met because we know as, you know, co-founders of a company that the journey <laughs> is long and you guys are so intertwined. You know, how it's, interesting. It's a very deep relationship. So I'd love to talk about how you guys met. Yeah. Uh, we met the day I was born. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Mitch, Mitch is my older brother. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's been a uh, a lifetime of building relationship <laughs> with each other. And Dealing with yeah. conflicts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Full Absolutely. Time of that. Started practicing early. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. So we, we definitely have a unique uh, story of how, how we met and how we became uh, decided to co-found this because we, we really did take, you know, as we grew up, just had totally different interests, basically our entire childhood, um, and then branched off to have completely different careers. And then we started this company together. So yeah, it, it is a kind of a unique story, I think. Yeah. What, in, what inspired you guys to start it? So basically, it started with me working on Wall Street and drowning, like basically feeling like I was suffocating and I was not sleeping and I was so stressed out. And basically, I hit this tipping point where I mentioned this to Lindsay yesterday, where I legitimately thought I was going to die. I had worked for six weeks straight every single day. I pulled 16 all-nighters during that time. I was sleeping on average like three or four hours per day when I actually was sleeping. And it got to the point where my body was completely shutting down. Like, and, and so it's all of that sleep preparation on top of the stress, on top of everything else. And so I'm laying there and I get home at like 5 a.m. And I'm, I rest my head down on the pillow to get like two or three hours of sleep before going back into the office. And my brain starts buzzing with electricity, like violently. And I like sit back up and I'm like, what is going on? That was strange. And then I try to shake it off because, you know, the clock's ticking. I got two hours of sleep. And so I lay back down and it happens again. And then I kind of like think I'm having a stroke or something. And then that sends me into like a panic attack. And so now in my mind, I'm having a stroke and a panic attack at the same time. And so I'm freaking out and I walk out to the living room and I sit down on the couch because I'm scared and I'm like kind of pacing. And then I sit down and I take my phone out and I dial 911 on my phone and my fingers like hovering over. I'm like, do I want to admit to myself that this has gotten this bad, that I need like professional medical care because I've overworked myself this much. Fortunately, well, fortunately or unfortunately, we the time will tell if I actually have something wrong with me. I did not die. I fell asleep for two hours on the couch. That next day, I was basically like, something needs to change drastically because I cannot continue like this. And so I started researching just a bunch of a very holistic approach and how do I make my body like achieve at a higher level. Um, and so some people can think of that as biohacking, but really it, it, it may be an overused phrase a bit because really it's like, how do I take care of my body to the utmost capacity? Like, how do I make my body feel the absolute best? And you can consider that hacking or you can consider it just being true to your mind and your body. And so, you know, one of the things I discovered was nootropics, which we can touch on later. And that's, you know, our first product at Freddy. But a lot of it was just, you know, the proper nutrition, trying to get as much the highest quality sleep when I was able to sleep, working out, meditating was a huge thing. I took cold showers started taking uh, like public speaking classes, which then turned into improv classes once I, once I moved to LA. And so like all of that kind of was just part of the journey of 
I need to level up because I am drowning in my current state. And so that journey is actually what sparked um, the initial idea of you know creating a company around nootropics and potentially down the road with that whole journey. I'll sum it up where I basically decided to leave leave banking and start this company, which is when I went to Chelsea, who runs a branding agency called Launch It Girl. And so I'll let Chelsea take it from there because that's kind of where she enters enters the story. Yeah. So I yeah I've been uh, working in branding and basically my I've been starting things uh, for a long time, just kind of a serial starter. And then, until I realized, you know what I really love is starting things, and I want to help other people start their things. So that's kind of how I got into branding. But I've um, been doing that for a while, and so it was the most exciting thing in the world to me when my own brother comes to me and he's like, "I want to start something." I'm like, yes, let's do it. He's telling me about new topics, and he had talked to me about them before and the effects and how we'd been taking them, and um, and you know, kind of we'd had a couple conversations where he's like, "I'm shocked you haven't heard of these before." I mean, they're helping me so much, and he was super passionate about them. I had tried a couple that he recommended and found them really, um, really impactful for me as well and really helpful. So when he brought up the conversation of this is what I want to do, I want to start my own blend and here's how I want to make it different. And here's what's uh, really unique about what I want to start. Um, we started talking about, you know, who is this for? And we're doing some brand strategy work together until I'm like, you know, who needs this are the women that I work with at Launch a Girl where, you know, it's this story that I always think about with one of our clients who I was just in awe of her because she was telling us about her day um, before we dove into our branding meeting, and she's like, "Oh yeah, so I went to my nine to five, like came home and you know got one of my kids to his like you know birthday party, and then I came back and made dinner and like all this stuff." And she's saying all of this while she's breastfeeding her baby, like on our Zoom call, and she's starting her side business with us. And like, I'm just like, "How are you doing all of this?" And so I, I'm thinking of this woman when Mitch is talking about this product and how much it's affected his life and made. Him feel better, and I, me speaking personally to how much I know it's helped me give me a boost throughout my day. And I'm like, you know, who needs this is her. She needs this. And how come women don't know about this product? And we just kind of started talking more about you know why that is, what the other uh, what the other brands of new topics are doing, how they're different, just in actual ingredients and what effects they promote, and how um, Mitch really wanted to have a different blend in his. And we're like. Yes, like this is this is what we need to do, and so we we actually just I, we got really excited about this together about kind of taking the mission that I've already been working towards, uh, launch a girl, and kind of pairing that with this product that um, Mitch has been so passionate about, and that I've been going increasingly passionate about, it and finding so much benefit in, and being like, this is this is the brand. This makes so much sense, and so we just decided to co-found Ready together. Incredible. And when you're like when you are creating a new iteration of something that already exists like a nootropic i'm curious like what questions you are asking yourselves because i do think it's really cool when like we can experience a product or an experience and really feel into intuitively what works what doesn't uh what feels good what doesn't and so as entrepreneurs what was important to you as you developed this new iteration of a nootropic to make it the best yeah, so I think I think a lot of people when they start thinking about that next business idea start thinking of like how do I create something that is completely brand new to earth, which is a very difficult thing to do. And so, you know, we like to think that we actually did do that, but it's an extension of something that already existed. And so, nootropics in in general is just a very like new and up and coming industry, but and so for that reason alone, you, if, when you look at it, 
because it's so new, there are a lot of holes left in it of, you know, different demographics that are not yet served properly. And so when, when we were looking at it originally and we decided that, you know, women, ambitious women are the, the underserved demographic here. That's when we started really thinking like, okay, if we're going to tweak the ingredients, create our own, own blend, this exact person. And we, you know, through Chelsea's, uh, branding experience with Launch Girl got very, very specific. It was like, you know, we created this avatar of the woman that she just described on the phone, like juggling it all with a kid. And so we were basically like, what would this person want? What is it that's going to like really resonate with this specific avatar person? What does and she so, want to feel more of and feel less of in her in yes. moment in her life? Exactly. And so what's, what's cool about this product is like the vast majority of people already use nootropics to an extent, which is coffee. Caffeine is a form of nootropic. And so we already know that the demand is out there. People like feeling, people like, you know, drinking coffee to get an, a morning boost and get an edge on the day. Like we already know that that is cemented in our society. And so when we were looking at what do, what does this specific woman want? We were basically like, okay, well, we know she wants energy, but what she does not want, which a lot of the other brands provide is an overstimulating sort of like when you, when you have like a, Vente cold brew at Starbucks and you just start like your jaw starts tweaking out and you like legitimately feel cracked out essentially. No woman we ever talked to wants that I used feeling. To like it feeling yeah. for a little bit. Yeah, made me bit. feel yeah. down from it. And Honestly, like, I used to like it. Oh. Oh. And you're like, yeah, no. <laughs> like, exactly. No, I want like hyperactivity in the coffee sweats. Like, no. <laughs> Exactly. And so we were, so it was actually very easy. So we were just like, you know what? Let's not give them that because they don't want it. What you really want, what I want, what basically every single woman that we surveyed and all of our friends and family always came back with is very consistent. It's more of like a, I want to feel awake, like wide awake, but I want to feel like calm and collected. And so that is the feeling that we went after. Yeah, and, and kind of the question we might ask looking at the existing new topics out there, it's like, what? First of all, like Mitch, Mitch, uh, Mitch has been taking them for so many years that he had tried every different type of ingredient out there, and he was kind of thinking about you know what gave me that feeling and different different ingredients, which ones contained the ingredients that gave me the more of the calming effects, which ones made me feel more hyper, and you know I I had been um, kind of experimenting with that myself, and so we were really thinking about you know also the positioning of it, like how are they how are they bringing this product to people and what are they promoting? Yeah. So what are people expecting from it? Um, and, and I think a lot of the other brands were like, like maximize your potential, like fire on all cylinders. And I don't know about you, but the thought of firing on all cylinders to a bigger extent than what my brain is currently like hyperactively doing sounds so overwhelming and awful to me. It's very masculine. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, so I just was I think what we what we really wanted to focus on were pulling out those like how do we how do we introduce the right ingredients and create the blend that's going to produce the desired effects and less of the hyperactivity, more of the calmness. You know, for people that want to start a business, maybe they want to do something in the health and wellness space, did you guys have to do trials or or what was that like to get the right formula for what you wanted to create? So we did do trials, but they're in the form of self-experimentation over the course of like three or four years. And so it really was me 
taking basically all of the other competing products out there and then also like dabbling with some of the individual ingredients as well and just doing that over the and so consistently over a few years and so but when it came time to actually formulate it we hired a formulation scientist to help us which actually just you know for any entrepreneurs out there listening it's a lot easier than you would think we found him on upwork and he was absolutely like and he was so professional and like did such a great job for us and i mean i might as well say it like i think we paid him a little over a thousand dollars to do the whole job and so it really wasn't like that crazy and so it's, it's very doable but yeah, the, the trial, the whole trial phase and like figuring out what we wanted in it, in my mind, I had already figured it out over the course of three or four years. Mm, love that. So what was like the hardest part about actually bringing this to market? And I know you're still like a, a young brand, but I do think that that's a hump that people like find it hard to get over where it's like just that just going for it, even if it's not quite perfect, even if you don't have like the five-year business plan all set out. It's like really just getting it out there so you can build momentum and learn, period. So yeah, what was what was that like and what did it take? There's I feel like there's so many different categories of what was the hardest thing. I think one thing we we went through just in in wanting to launch was being really realistic about the timeframes and being so dependent on third parties about our timeline. Um, so we kept, you know, being like, oh, we're so close, we're so close. But then there'd be more and more things that would come up that we had to work on. So um, I think one of those things is definitely understanding how long it's going to take and however long you would like it to take, double that and add six months. <laughs> um, and, and that's a pretty sound equation for how long it's actually going to take you to get off the ground. I don't know, but do you, do you want to add to that? Of I- I think to answer that question, because like probably the most tangible way for like a listener considering to launch a business, it's really that mental hurdle of how do I just yeah. do it and commit to it. And the way that I would say, it's kind of like you're going to know deep down whether or not you want to be an entrepreneur, you want to do something for yourself, and you know that the risk is going to scare you. You like you know all of it is scary for sure, but you will probably recognize within yourself that it's something you have to do. And if you feel that, then it just comes down to how like i will do it i just need to find that right idea and so it's then it just comes to for for me it was like i kind of created a structure in my mind of the type of company that i wanted to start and freddy fits the bill perfectly it was just a consumer product that targeted a loyal niche of like passionate consumers that we could tailor content towards with a product that could be an awesome subscription product and so it was just like those three things is like the type of company I was looking for. And then when I finally found it with Nootropics, which, oh, and then also something I'm personally passionate about. So we'll add that as number four. And so once that was found, dollars a year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, and so once that was found, it was just like, I, it's in me, have to do it. This fits the bill perfectly and I'm going all in. And so I've told Chelsea, I've told my family who this scares the shit out of them. But every time we talk about it, it I've always said, I will die with this company. Like this is, I'm spending every dollar I have on it, and like it is do or die, and I'm just committing everything I have to it. And so I think you kind of need that mentality because, like, if you're willing to go down with the ship, the ship's probably not going to sink. And so that, so my advice or like the way I would phrase it is just like, if you have conviction over wanting to start something, it's just about like, okay, you know it, it's in you, you have to do it, and then it's just like find the right thing and just go all in. 
Yeah. And I think that leads importantly to like resourcefulness. You know, if you're going to go down with the ship, like you say, it's like then you're going to be more resourceful about how to find the mm-hmm. right answer, how to find the right person that's a research that helps, you know, in doing research for your formula, who's the right person to support you. It really creates that in you more so than it creates like the excuses that you could have if there's another outlet or way out. And, you know, that's why it's oftentimes, you know, the people that don't have, another option that really succeed is because they are being as resourceful as possible mm. because they're putting all their eggs in one basket. And that's the one thing I've been thinking about lately is like the most important thing for me as an entrepreneur in seeing other entrepreneurs or in recognition of other entrepreneurs is that they're all very resourceful. What would you guys say is like something that you believe that you have as an entrepreneur or that is important to entrepreneurship or starting your own company? Not to steal the best one and then tell you to answer it, but... You know. <laughs> Resourcefulness really does resonate with me too. Yeah. And I'll come up with another one. But a quick anecdote on that is... You know, Freddie's the third company that I've started. And my first two were completely bootstrapped. And you know, to Mitch's point of being willing to go down with the ship, I refused from day one from like after like one summer internship in an insurance office. I'm like, I will never work a corporate job. And so because of that, I scraped by, you know, with no experience, just kind of scraped by job to job, figuring out how, what's the thing I'm going to start, how am I going to start it? And was kind of exploring all the different options, knowing like, I have to do this. I have to be an entrepreneur and I have to carve my own path to find something that's fulfilling to me. And so resourcefulness and getting very scrappy have been a hundred percent how everything has started for me of having literally no resources and having no clue how to do any of the things I've wanted to start doing. You just start asking questions. And I think maybe that's a great another quality then that we could lean into is the willingness to... It's almost like a shamelessness of like, I literally don't know what I'm doing, but I'm super determined to do it. And so I'm just going to tell you my idea. And uh, hopefully you can introduce me to people. And honestly, I've been amazed at how far I've been able to get just from showing up to an event, talking to people, being like, yeah, I'm interested in doing this. Can we have coffee? Do you know anything about this? And then that person introduces me to 10 other people who each introduced me to 10 other people. And suddenly I'm learning super fast and meeting a ton of people and things are moving and it's it's happening. That's, yeah, that scrappiness is like... Yeah, it's it's huge. And it's just like... You know, being focused on the mission, you know, whatever, whatever it is that you're doing, it's like the focus on the the mission is more important than your ego or than imposter syndrome or than any insecurity that you have. And and you're able to really focus on that and get over any fear that you may have. Mitch, what would you say? You had extra time to think, so it better be good. (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's true. The pressure's building. Um, so actually, I, I just read something the other day where it was, they were like looking at kids and trying to gauge like which, uh, markers, you know, are most indicative of future success. And it came up as the one was like their ability to delay gratification. And so that resonated with me immediately because there's actually like this story that my mom always tells where like I, when we would go to the movie theater, uh, mm-hmm. she would give me like my candy and I would not touch that. It doesn't matter how early we got there until the movie started. Oh my god! <laughs> I have an old <laughs> story. We went to the fair. My mom said five dollars to me and my sister. You can buy whatever you want today. I bought the first fucking thing I saw, wooden like, <laughs> star, and my sister waited till the end and got this fucking like dope ass mirror thing. And I'll never forget. I was sitting in the back of the car and I'm like. 
I need to wait next time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Well, well, hopefully it's a it's a a trait that can be taught because I'm I'm sure it has been actually with with your success here at almost thirty. So it's it's so true. Like with almost thirty, like how long did it feel like you were doing you know so much and getting so little in return? Like probably for months and months, if not years and years. And so it's like you just have to keep slugging and just going in as hard as you currently are, but getting zero reward or feedback for it. And so it's such a sometimes painful and thankless job, which then, you know, you make it all up on the back back end, hopefully. But yeah, that 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 was one story that like the second I read it, I was like, oh wow, like that yeah. uh, that sounds like me. Yeah. And I think when an idea is so resonant like in your heart and soul mm-hmm. that like showing up consistently even when it's hard even when you're not getting gratification or compensation or or validation from people that for us there was never a moment and I'm, i i can imagine it's the same for you or at least it feels like we're we were like we're giving up that's mm-hmm. it there was never that moment and yeah. like that was yeah. just such a sign for me like looking back like wow like it was always like meant to be yeah it was yeah. never like, you know, us a, a weekend being like, okay, so how do we monetize? And we have <laughs> yeah. So how do we get our life? Like, we just yeah. were so passionate about doing it. Um, but it's interesting too. And, you know, this is like a side note about the delayed gratification because now with phones and social media, we're almost rewiring kids' brains to want instant gratification. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. now, you know, the skill set of delayed gratification is so much more valuable. And we did an interview we won't talk about it, but with Cal Newport. And he talks a lot about the importance of delayed gratification and that skill set in the workforce is so important. And mm-hmm. I think that's a really good, you know, point to bring up for people or entrepreneurs or wanting to start a business. Yeah. I did want to ask about the the nootropics. So are there different types or strands or like I actually don't know what exactly a nootropic is. Yeah. So uh- the easiest way to think about like the the space in general, it's kind of like a spectrum where on one side you have completely all natural herbs. Okay, basically like we have coffee on one side, and then on the other side we have like ADHD medication and other things that have to be prescribed by a doctor that enhance your cognitive function. And so that's why it can kind of sometimes sound like a little intimidating when people think of it, but we our product in particular is right there with coffee. It's just just like green coffee bean has caffeine in it. There are other natural herbs and plants, mushrooms that have compounds in them that have very beneficial effects on your cognition, just like caffeine does. And so that that's like probably the easiest way to, to think about it. When we were formulating Freddie, we wanted to make sure that women uh, felt very safe consuming it and knew what they were putting into their bodies. And, and so that's why we skewed 100% all natural. We didn't want to mess with Anything, anything synthetic, because there are over-the-counter um, nootropics as well that contain synthetic ingredients that haven't really been tested or consumed for very long, and so name name. really, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll stay away with that from that. But you know, just do your research, look at the labels. Uh, you can look at ours. You can well, you fact check us all you want, but yeah, so all natural, and I think that that has been a huge selling point for us. Like the first thing everyone asks us when they you know DM us or in the comments is like what what's in it. And, you know, we can't fire back with it's 100% all natural herbs and amino acids. You can look at the label. We, it's 100% transparent. Like we don't, we didn't create a proprietary blend where we hide the doses, dosages or anything like that. You can go and do all of your research if you want and you can see everything that's in it, the exact amount. Love that. What would you guys say the most important, like for brand marketing? Last question for me, but for brand marketing, you know, 
How important is that for you guys in bringing this vision to life and to others? Like what when we are, I mean, our early stage conversations about Freddie were all about how can we bring the most possible value to anyone that is, you know, any one of this of our audience members who are these ambitious women who are just struggling with like competing priorities and burnout day after day. And we're just thinking, you know, nootropics really are just one part of our overall self-care routine for both of us. And we wanted to create a really holistic experience of interacting with our content with uh, for anyone who comes there. Like, you know, we, we're not just trying to promote this. I mean, we sincerely feel so much better day after day when we take this product, but we also know that that is because of the way that we also take care of ourselves and our mindsets in general, just always checking our biases, checking ourselves on, you know, do I have an abundance mindset about this? Like, what's getting in the way? What are my limiting beliefs stopping me from this? And showing up as your best self day after day is, it's something that is such a, it's a all encompassing lifestyle that you really need to practice and, and fine tune for yourself. And so, we want to just show up in our marketing with, you know, we have a blog that that we have a bunch of uh, amazing women contributing to and sharing their perspectives about, you know, productivity, lifestyle, wellness, and so that that was a huge part of our marketing angle right from the beginning that we wanted to make sure we had really cool content from more voices than just our own, and just wanted to reach people in the most authentic way possible. Um, we do. We did early on uh, hire a marketing agency to come in and help us, <laughs> which can already see you looking annoyed of us. <laughs> this is such a crazy story. But um, so Money we hired. Spend, I'm sure. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So we. Our goal was like their whole thing was they were going to help us. You know, just curate our content in a way that was going to actually be more meaningful, actually be more valuable, help us with organic growth, like help us meet these goals while taking some of this stuff off of our plates and just kind of being the the expert because we were not the experts in this particular thing. So they come in and, you know, we start seeing really fast growth all of a sudden and we're like, what's happening here? And we're looking at, you know, we weren't expecting that because that wasn't, that wasn't what we were paying for, right? Like we really just want to connect better to the audience. So then we're looking and we're like, why is our like majority demographic suddenly 13 to 17 year old boys? We're literally not a single piece of content that we're producing. It's like a hundred percent for women around professional development and like growth mindsets. And we're like, no 13 to 17 year old boy cares about what we're posting. So we call them out and we're like, kind of feels like you're buying followers and not actually being real with, you know, like this was not what we wanted. And I'm not kidding you guys. The response was twofold. One, well, you guys aren't famous. So this is who cares to follow you right now. And we're like, Uh what? And then the second thing was, well, Chelsea, um, you need to put more makeup on in your photos and videos. And you need to hire a professional hair and makeup team next time you do a video. Um, And like the problem is... Like the problem is you don't look good, and and I'm just kind of like that is wow. I was fuming when I read that email, and it's and it's all an email too. Like it was, yeah. it was an email. Back? Did you get your money back? Money back? No. If I knew that a client was unhappy, if I saw that, and no one ever say that would ever say that that I know, but it's like they, you guys could call them out very publicly, and people would be like, "This is absolutely wrong." Yeah, yeah. Where uh, my my hope is, 
that uh, they don't go on treating people like this. Um, maybe we should call them out. But we, we did. We were like, that's not at all what we stand for. Like, I, I'm not showing up that way because that's not you know, what matters. We're talking about mindsets. We're talking about like feeling like your best self. It's not about appearing like, you know, and she was sending me all these other influencers and stuff on social media, which like, that's never been my career goal to be an influencer. And she's like, you need to be more like her, talk more like her, um, study these people, be more like them. And I'm kind of like, no, that's so the opposite. And we can't, we can't do that and live true to our values. And like, I, like me personally, like I'm such an intuitive, like empathetic person that like, I feel myself from my core, rejecting everything that feels inauthentic to me. Like it bounces right off of me. I'm like, I literally can't bring myself to do it. No. <laughs> so interesting though, but like, you know, to hear you say this as, you know, fucked up as it was, it's like, what an interesting way to just fortify what you guys believe in and what like yeah. brand stands for, you know, to have oh, a, yeah. a moment like that to just like position you where you're like, oh, no, no, no. Like we know who we are and, you know, as hard as that was, but, Wow. Yeah, it, it, it's crazy. And I mean, I think that that's a great point because from there, we're like, you know, fuck that. We're going to produce from a place of real, genuine, you know, what do I want to say? Like, I'm not even trying to sell. I'm just trying to bring some value here. And so speaking from a place of, you know, what do I care about? What am I learning as I go through this journey as well? What mindset breakthroughs am I experiencing? And just sharing those with our community um, as I kind of step into this role of running two businesses at the same time, and you know, really, I mean, I'm very much resonate to my core with our you know burnt out hustlers that are our audience, and so um, just trying to share that journey with them from a really authentic place. Have you discovered kind of the correlation between how you show up as as founders? Because I'm just speaking from like our our current like experience of how important it is because our reality reflects what's going on in our mm-hmm. inner world. And so Kristen and I are like constantly like, oh, here's the other thing we have to work Honestly, on. Honestly, it's awesome. Um, yeah. <laughs> but oh, curious, just curious what you guys feel about that. Oh yeah. 100%. I think Mitch and I are totally on the same page here. So feel free to interject anytime. But we... We talk about this kind of stuff together all the time too. And we're on a constant lifelong learning mission to be the best versions of ourselves and you know, continuing to update what what we need and notice this slowing down long enough to acknowledge what is coming up for us. And um, also like as co-founders, just communicating what's going on between us of like, hey, having a super anxious day kind of thing. It'd be like I understand and figuring out, you know, how to support each other in that way. But um, I mean, I work with a coach and um, like I, I join lots of programs as I see them come up that just look like really amazing mindset programs. And we're always reading mindset books and reading um, other productivity, self-care books, recommending them to each other, sharing podcast episodes with one another, and constantly working on ourselves from from every angle. And you know, whenever I'll I'll run into a limiting belief, like recently I kind of went through this whole journey of I picked up this book called um, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. And um, I don't know if you've read it, but it like literally blew my mind wide open. Like I thought I had it under control. Like, oh yeah, I'm totally like moving towards, you no, know, I'll keep doing this heart-centered work. And you know, I just it just didn't feel actively like I had any issues around the concept of money. But then reading this book, I was like, oh my gosh, it was such a it totally changed the whole concept on my on its head for me of like it was just breakthrough after breakthrough. I don't need to go into all of it, but it was like 
realizing how money and revenue is really just a, a result of your mindset, intentions, and efforts. It was a really, really powerful book for me and just kind of sharing all these insights with Mitch. I'm like, you need to read this. Um, yeah, so I could I could dive into any different category of self-care, I guess, but definitely on our radar of something we're constantly evaluating and constantly sharing new methods and new teachings for with one another as well. And so I'll just add, like I'm on the same page with her for everything else, but like we do take it to an extreme. And so I mentioned yeah. earlier, like <laughs> like public speaking and then improv classes. Like when I... Yes. I was doing public speaking classes and then I I got here to LA and I was like, nah, you know what? I'll, I'm going to take an improv class to like really push myself out of my comfort zone. Stepping up in front of... And then at the end, so you do like a, it's like a six day week program and then you have to present in front of like a hundred person audience. And so the concept of like going up there and then like doing a skit on like being a <laughs> an alligator, like at a bar, like that's the type of stuff, you, the situation you're put in. Like when I was in banking, all I was talking about was finance and leverage multiples and putting myself on a stage and like pretending to be some extremely abstract, weird character. It was humiliating, but really like after I did it, I did two or three full cycles of it. Being outside of your comfort zone for so long, you like basically take a step into more of your true self. And it like Mm -hmm. really drops the filter and the facade that you put on from a day to day. And you're just like, am I that weird random alligator that was at the bar? Well, no, but I'm now feeling more of like my true emotions that I'm saying things without the filter. And I'm just kind of being a more true and authentic self. And so once I had that experience, I told Chelsea, I was like, Chelsea, you have to do this. Like, yep. do, and, and one day we'll blog about it for Freddie. And so like, <laughs> go, go sign up for it and do it. And so she did it. And I know she had a very similar experience, but like, that's yeah. just another example of how, how serious we do take that self work. And like, I meditate every single day awesome. and a bunch of other stuff too. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, we we really do love to dive into whatever sounds totally out there and out of our comfort zones. Like we're always watching Impractical Jokers, <laughs> we're both obsessed with that show, and just have a lifelong mission to basically create our own little mini version of that show, of just challenging each other to get uncomfortable all the time. <laughs> like just it's welcome so dares to have fun, like to continue yeah. to have fun, you know? Because like entrepreneurship can be like quite hard and lonely and very serious, and so to yeah. use what you do with fun and moments of levity and yeah, just hilariousness is always really good, really good medicine. I'm excited for our audience mm-hmm. to try Freddie. Where can people find Freddie and engage with the blog and the content and your products? Yeah, we're, um, it's on our website, which is wearefreddie.com. So you can purchase our product there and we're also available on Amazon. And our blog is also on, on our website. And just to make clear, that's Freddie with an I, F R E D I. Yeah. Um, and that's, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good question that we that didn't go into. Chelsea, Chelsea, go for it. Yeah. So uh, we had been struggling with what to call this. And we were you know, on the phone for hours and hours uh, one day after you know several weeks. We're like, we just need to make a decision. So we're on like a three or four hour long phone call. And just kind of getting to the point of delirium. And we're like, okay, well, let's just explore this from another angle. We're like, what do our target audience need to hear? What's the encouragement they need to hear? Just kind of, just, what questions do we ask? And then uh, somebody, I can't remember who started singing this, but Mitch and I are also big fans of Queen. And um, someone started singing, Don't Stop Me Now. And just kind of like, what do they need to hear? They need to hear, Don't Stop Me Now. And then we're like, like oh, Queen, Freddie Mercury, Freddie. 
We're like, <laughs> what if we just called it Freddie? <laughs> and they're like, hmm. Yeah. So I think I was the one that's like, why don't we just call it Freddie? And then Mitch came up with the brilliant spelling of, of Freddie. And he, and we just kind of realized like, what a perfect name actually, because it, it does represent, you know, don't stop me now. And it also represents a feminine take on a masculine name, um, which is like our product, a feminine take on a traditionally masculine product. And it just, it just felt right. We're like, it's memorable. It's, uh, it's a little bit different. And people are kind of like, what is that? And yeah, it's just, that's how it, that's how it happened. Just, just as soon as we stopped trying, <laughs> the name came to us. So cool. As it does. I love that. We made Freddie Mercury merch. Yeah, we did. Some dope like merch because we love the merch. <laughs> this was so much fun. Oh my gosh. It was so good to talk to you guys. I can't wait to like hopefully see you in person soon. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yeah. And yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to go pop my Freddy's like now. Yeah, yeah, we have a full day. (laughs) Yeah, we have a full day. (laughs) We appreciate you. And again, wearefreddy.com for our community to uh, get the new tropics. They're really incredible. We've talked about them on the pod before, but yeah, they're our go-to. So thank you both for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Bye guys. Thanks so much, Chelsea and Mitch, founders of Freddie. You can find out more at wearefreddie.com. And of course, our code almost30 for a discount. Uh, but yeah, this is an incredible nootropics brand that is really great for mental clarity, for focus, and it's made with all natural ingredients. And it's actually made with women in mind, as we discussed in the interview. Yeah, I love that Chelsea was all about that. It's really helped me like not feel burnt out with everything going on and just feel like I can manage the day. It's been really, really powerful. So I'll take it with my other supplements every single morning. And I've really noticed a difference with being able to handle the chaos of the world right now. So almost 30 is the code for 20% off. You guys can get Freddy right now. Wearefreddy.com. And thank you so much, Mitch and Chelsea. Shop Almost 30 for all the goods. Your Podcast Pro for podcasting support. And then Almost 30 Podcast on all social channels connect with us. We'll see you soon. Good night. Good night, everyone.